unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be one thing. A UFO. Everybody, welcome to UFO No, the show where we separate science fact from science fiction the best that we can. I am joined by Blind Mike. Everybody, say hello. Blind Mike is here. Hello, Mike. You do it every time, and I never expect the applause. Uh, you know what? It's every because time. it's genuine, and they love you. It's totally not planned. It's totally. It's on the fly. They just like ah oh, ah oh, because they miss you. I didn't get an applause like that last time when I did the show by myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Can our tech support hit the uh, <laughs> the applause sign for us, please? Oh, look what oh, you did. Look, look what that. you did. Oh, my God, Mike. Why you got to trigger them like that? Jesus. This episode of UFO. You can't do no, that. Shit. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for coming to another episode, whether you found us on YouTube, which we're at now, uh, or on any, like, I mean, we are on Amazon, we're on Pandora, we are on uh, iHeartRadio, we are on Spotify, we are on CastBox, we are on, I mean, geez, we are everywhere. So wherever you found us, thank you. If you're listening on iTunes, that's another one. Make sure and give us a review. Wherever you can give a review, please do so. And if you got a five stars in you, that's awesome. If you got a one star in you, why don't you just hold it in, kind of like a fart. Let that grow a little bit and then really blow your friends away. You know, that's what I'm talking about. So please do that. Mike's got the cosmic yawns over there. Whatever. <laughs> Before we get too far into the shindig, once again, thank you all very much. Oh, oh, and guess what, Mike? We hit over 7,000 downloads, bro. That's a lot of people. I know. We got to get. So thank you all very much for continuing to hit that play button. It really means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, also a big, huge uh, thank you to our sponsors, Clarkston CBD Company. Shop online, ClarkstonCBDCode.com. Use promo code UFONO. That's all one word, U-F-O-N-O. Save 10% site-wide. I'm telling you, great stuff. Gummies, capsules, rubs. Uh, no matter what it is, it's going to help fight inflammation. It's going to help relieve pain. It's going to help do all those great things. CBD, I'm telling you, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends. One of them have used it. Get it from us. Save yourself some money. We do a great job of sourcing phenomenal products. So everything you get from us, results. As it says right here, real CBD, real results. For those of you just listening, that's what it says. I Anyways. totally thought you were going to say results may vary. No, they do not. I mean, yes, they vary in the way that results are going to, you're going to get results and they're going to vary from phenomenal to amazing. That's what they're going to be somewhere in that spectrum of phenomenal and amazing. And then also Hell's Candy Cannabis Company. Oh, look what I did. Hell's Candy Cannabis Company. That's right. So here's the deal. Mm. Something lacking in the industry, Mike, cannabis industry as a whole is balanced product. You go, a lot of people that have smoked cannabis back in the day, they had an experience that they really enjoyed. It's been, you know, maybe five, 10 longer years and now they're coming back to it and it's like, holy crap, what, did, what am I getting? Okay, it's like it's like the Hulk of weed and it's engineered, but Hell's Candy Cannabis Company does a great job 
of giving you that balanced experience back because it's all soil grown. The It's craft soil recipes specifically for that plant. So it's a balanced experience just the way you remember. Great stuff. Ask for them in your local Washington retailer. And if they don't have it, make sure and get a hold of me. I'll make sure they get it. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all. Thank you all once again. I mean, it really means a lot that you guys keep tuning in, keep listening. Thank you, Leonard, Damon. Look, if you guys want a shout out, let me know that you're listening. Give me a name, you know, give me, give me, give me something, you know, my, my, uh, look, I'll give you my digits, 208-790-8226. Go back, slow down, down if you need to, but text me, give me a gift, give me a whatever. Send me something. I'll send you something back. Okay? I'll give you mine, but I won't answer. Yeah, see, it's, uh, he's blind. Uh, but I care very little about my phone. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Anyways, let's get on with the show, shall we? So as we've talked about, oh, I forgot. We're also on Coast to Coast Entertainment Network. That's another one you can find us. So uh, find us there as well. We're there. We're everywhere, guys. It just keeps growing. We're everywhere. I couldn't possibly find all of the locations we're in. I don't yeah. even know what half the things you mentioned were. So last episode, I talked about, Mike, you were absent, but I talked about billionaires going into space, a couple of assholes. Um, you what know, was, now we, we got black what, holes. What happened we got, to me? What happened to me last week? Well, you were, you were, you had the cosmic STD, oh, I believe is what I said. I said you were taking it from aliens too much. Amanda well, I said, you know, you got the cosmic headaches, then you ended up with the cosmic flu, and I said that you must be fucking around with those aliens too much. You know, they need they don't clean that probe well. Mike, they're lying to you. If they're telling you, oh, no, it's clean. Doesn't that mean it's just like dirty cows and stuff on it? I don't know. If by dirty cows you mean also, you know, Grandma Betty from over in Fort Street. Yeah. yeah. that's She's a dirty cow. Yep. I, I'm sorry, Betty. I didn't mean that. I didn't. She's a wonderful woman. She's a wonderful woman. You're going to feel so bad if there's a lady. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is, Mike. I'm sure there is. Perfectly described location. <laughs> you know what's funny? In the, I'm looking at you from, and I'm looking in the opposite direction of where you actually are in the video, which is really funny. So if you guys are watching this, I'm like looking at Mike the opposite direction that he's actually oh. at in the video. So it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, where are you, Mike? So who's the blind one? We're both blind. Anyways, because he's looking in the wrong direction. So am I. But what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about more douchebags in space. Okay. So I talked about last episode, Jeff Bezos. and douchebags in space. Some douchebags. No, you're right. The astronauts the and every, but there are some douchebags. But yeah. Jeff Bezos and... um. Uh, Richard Branson went to space and within a week of each other, okay, a week of each other. Now, De Jeff Bezos says that he, he claims that the reason he waited because he could have beat him is what he says, but he, he waited because he wanted to do it on the actual anniversary of the moon landing, which he didn't get anywhere near I'm getting close to doing. He I just guess. went into space, touched space, and was like, I did it. I think these two men... Could have saved a lot of time and money yeah. by just getting a ruler and unzipping. Well, and <laughs> well, and like Jeff Bezos made a really douchey comment in the press conference where he was like, "To all the Amazon employees and customers, you paid for this flight. Thank you very much." It was like, "What the fuck, man? 
I'd be really petty. I'd like, shout out to my ex-girlfriend. Look who fucking did it. Who ain't shit now? Yeah, that's right. That's right. What are you doing? Hanging out at a quickie mark? I'm in fucking space. <laughs> Bitch. Um, so what's funny is these guys were making it out like it was this historical moment. Of course, they have all these kiss asses around them like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. And I, I, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I was like, what the fuck did they do that heroes, real heroes who train their entire careers, their entire lives contributed to the science behind it, didn't just hand a check over to departments, but actually worked on the science, educated themselves and spent their entire career to go to space and actually spend time doing science there as opposed to two douchebags who just touched space after a handful of people or actual heroes have actually done it and, and making it out like they, they, they changed history. Right, like they I didn't do shit. All the technicians, everybody yeah. that worked on anything, go first. We're like two pubic hairs away from the average individual being able to pay fifty grand to just go instead of buying a car to just go to space. Two pubes. That's it. Two pubes. <laughs> so, the FAA, which I, I'm actually proud of, a government agency for the first time, Mike. I'm actually proud. Okay. Billionaires Jeff Bezos and Sir Richard Branson will not be officially recognized as astronauts, even though they just traveled to space. The Federal Aviation Administration, also known as the FAA, recently altered its rules for its commercial space astronaut wings program. They changed the definition of the word, Mike, to rule out these two cunts. See, all right? they fucking saved all the money. <laughs> they brought the ruler. They unzipped and they were like, see, ours is bigger. Before they'd award commercial space astronaut wings badge to those who commanded, piloted, or worked on privately funded spacecraft, but now they'll award those who've demonstrated activities during a flight that was essential to public safety or contributed to human space flight safety, the agency said. The change was issued on July 20th, the same day Bezos and his company Blue Origin launched into space. So they I saw that guy on TV and were like, you know what? No, fuck, fuck these guy. guys. Well, what happened right, is they on. come back Call to CNN. Earth. <laughs> they come back to Earth and they're like, oh, my God, we've done what a historical moment we've done in my blue jumpsuit and cowboy hat. Like, dude, who the fuck are you? There are legitimate American heroes who put their strap their ass on a on a test rocket, a test rocket. With no no official confirmation. I mean, dude, do you know how many tests they did with these these uh, ships before they even launched? Like, Richard Branson's was simply a jet that could go to space. And like, that was it. It wasn't like a science vessel. I was use an asterisk oh my God. to space because it was not orbit. No, it was, it was not. Pre-orbit space. Yeah, it was pre-com. Still in the clouds. <laughs> still in the clouds. They pre-Brinturly ejaculated, man. Like, they just got, oh. like, they went 10 feet higher than what our planes do, and they're like, all right, go ahead while it lasts. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not against them because they're billionaires, which a lot of people are against them simply because they're billionaires, which I'm not necessarily, like, for them because they are. However, I just think it's douchey how they're, like, not even, not even going, thanks to all the heroes that have come before us, right. did we get to simply step on their shoulders for a minute and make it look like we did more than when we did? Right. Like, like you, dude, you wouldn't have done this if they hadn't have done it first. 
There's no way you'd spent, first of all, it would have taken you more than a billion dollars to go to space because oh, yeah. they sunk way more into that in the effort to get to this point for you to be able to go, to know what you know to be able to go instead of them having to figure all that out. It's like it's like somebody who creates math and then a guy that uses that math to create something goes, look what I did all by myself. Like Edison, the fact that he used 17. Dude, you just described America's measuring system. <laughs> Everybody oh, else. Oh, shit. That's true. It, and we're just like. Dude, no. it's like Edison. The fact that Mar- Marconi or whatever his name was, that uh, that used 17 of uh, Tesla's patents to oh, create. Yeah. To create the the wasn't the phone was it what was it oh it was the first um radio broadcast is what it was the first radio broadcast marconi did it using 17 of tesla's patents that were not filed he had not been able to file due to a fire there was a fire he never filed them you want to know what that fire was caused by dc current Oh, yeah, take that ass and you fucking prick! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Tesla all the way, dude. I don't. Oh yeah, no, shit. absolutely. Like that was the whole deal. Well, did you know that Edison? This is going way off track, but did you know that Edison? Um, let me get these two douchebags off the screen. Uh, did you know that? And then go to two more douchebags. Us. <laughs> uh, did you know that Edison used to electrocute animals to show how dangerous? Uh, yeah, AC was strapped in a, a, a an Tesla elephant, dude. An elephant. Arm. Yeah, strapped a, a. No, not only that, they would literally rig yeah. the animal with it too. Oh, like yeah, he would rig the animal up and then into a into like a I knew face they did the elephant cage Be type it, thing. It yeah, it was an elephant they were going to put down anyway because it had trampled some people. But well, I don't know about that. Well, but either way, it was pretty shitty. That is true. But I'm not talking about way. Tesla. I'm talking about Edison did that. Yeah, Edison was a Crazy, real piece man. of shit. He was a real piece of shit. Like Anyways, I went way off track. But No, that's, that's uh, pretty on point. We're talking about... <laughs> oh, old, yeah, no, that's right. Billionaires are... taking credit for what other people have done. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. You're place. absolutely right. Um, so that's... To me, that... You know, like I said, I just think it's very interesting how they... Um, they really love to take credit for all that shit, and it it does. They didn't do shit. They need validation to feel as important as they think they are. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, so I love how the FAA. Like I said, this is the first time I'm actually a fan of the FAA or any government agency uh, for what they've done because. Um, <laughs> sticking it to them by being like, oh, you guys think you're big shots? No, we're going to literally change the definition of the word. And I'm not a big fan of changing words or anything like that. But in this case, like, yeah, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. It needed to happen. To protect their own image. Yeah. They're like, no one's above the military. Well, not only that, but like, look at what legitimately what these astronauts have done. Yeah. No, it's like, look at what they've legitimately done. They're not billionaires. They're 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 not even scientists. For for they're me. pilots. They're it's, they're it's the guys that spent forty years of their life building a satellite to then not even still be in the field by the time it goes up. Oh yeah, like that is so many of the scientists and stuff doing all the groundwork, doing designing, spending their entire career just to hopefully see this satellite go up. Yeah, and then they choose 
you know, somebody else to go up, that's got to be disheartening. And then you got, oh, look at me. I'm on a rocket. Phew. <laughs> exactly. Yeehaw. I'm going to go back. And exactly. That's, it's them for me. Like, yeah, the astronauts or whatever, like, a lot of them definitely were like they absolutely risked their lives. Like we wouldn't know anything that was up there. Yeah, if exactly. Not for them. Like anybody, they'd be like, no. We well, like can't look do at that. the Challenger. The Challenger is a great example. If if you're not familiar with that, I believe it was 1996. Uh, yeah, something like that, five six. And it was the first civilian time a civilian was going to go up in the space was a teacher that they had elected. And so what they did is they did a submission thing where they allowed open submission for people to write in and explain why they, they wanted to go to space. And this really cool teacher won English teacher won and was going to go. And man, she put in some work and some training to get to that point. And, and then it exploded. So what I'm saying is like, it's people like that, who went anyways, knowing what could happen. Right, without all the, like, yeah, yeah they did extensive testing, but. Yeah. But look at all reusable. the successful launches since then that have shown, yeah, we got this. We got the reusable stuff now. Yeah. It doesn't cost $45 trillion to try once. Exactly. That exactly. is a big deal. That's like, you get one shot. Okay, we're not 100% on how safe this is going to be. Do you want to sign this waiver anyway? Yeah. And they're like, fucking A. That's the only thing I've ever <laughs> wanted. Yeah. And these guys are like, oh, I don't know. I'll wait 40 years until it's a little safer. Exactly. And then they're patting themselves on the back like it's a historical moment. And that's what gets me is like, you guys didn't do shit. All you did was you took your mass amounts of money massive amounts of money that you couldn't find anything better to spend it on. And then you went and, you know, launched yourself into space, not even into space, into pre-space to just say you could, and that's it. And then, and then thank all the people you work for, for making you all the money or that work for you to make you all this money. So you could just blow it in one 10 minute launch, 10 minutes. I mean, it's literally everything, dude. That's like taking a nap in the captain's quarters and yeah. calling yourself the captain of a ship, even though a whole crew operated the entire thing for you. Yeah. That's no man does it alone. Yeah. But these guys act like they have. Exactly. That's the only difference is all that money, you lost any shred of humility. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's unfortunate, but it, you know, it is what it is. So. Uh, moving on from douchebags in space, uh, what me and Mike have talked about a lot is, um, the idea of hologram, you know, of them using holograms. We've talked about project blue beam. If you're, if you're curious about that, uh, we've talked about in numerous episodes. I think we even have one called project blue beam, but go back, check it out. Check back all, uh, all of our episodes, wherever you find your favorite podcast, but Go back, check that out, because we're not going to go into it right now. But basically, Project Bluebeam, just to give you an overview, is the idea that and it was, uh, Serge Maness from like 1994 talked about this, was that NASA has a plan to uh, somehow project a holographic image around the globe or in parts of the globe, it's unclear, that will either be a, a false flag, it will be a false flag event, but it will be either a fake alien invasion utilizing 
ships that we already have in space, which I'm sure that they're already there, um, that we wouldn't know that they're mining ships or warships or what. We would have no idea. A combination of that and hologram or like like people have done drones, um, which and we're going to show you a little bit. But uh, I want to take just a moment to talk about CBD. CBD works as a very powerful anti-inflammatory. And I'm sure a lot of you have met someone who's used it or know a family member who's using CBD to relieve pain, anxiety. And the truth is it does all of those things. Helps relieve pain, reduce and prevent inflammation, as well as relieving anxiety and stress on top of improving quality of life. So if you're looking to try CBD for the first time or get into something new and you want some answers, Clarkston CBD Company is where you want to go. Little plates I help manage uh, as well as educate people as to the benefits and products that can work for them. Check us out online, ClarkstonCBDCo.com. Shop online, reach out on Facebook, Clarkston CBD Company, and back to the show. That it, or the the fulfilling of every religious prophecy uh, through hologram holographic images, we, and we had mentioned uh, like the Tupac um, show. I almost said Tupac, you know, like <laughs> it's Tupac, it's not Pack. <laughs> that's, that's what they That's right. So, for those of you that are just wa- uh, listening, there. You can go and look up this video: uh, Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics opening ceremony drone display. Okay, but for those of you watching, here you go. Watch it. This is about 50 seconds in, by the way. What you're seeing is you're seeing like LED panel lights forming a circle over the arena, a big circle. And it's all drones. Each small individual light, I assume, is one drone. I don't really know. It doesn't say how many. But they're in this cool circle with all these, like, you know, geographic shapes and whatnot. And it starts to fill in. And then it starts to pull out. And I'm telling you right now, if you had projectiles and explosions happening around this, people would be shitting their pants. But right now, it's at the Olympics, and so it's really cool. Yeah, there's no way you spend that much money into that technology to only use it for entertainment. Oh, yeah. No way. No way. And I'm telling you, there's no way that there's this many people automating or uh, or running that many drones at once. You don't have a thousand Asian dudes running controllers down on the ground right now. No, you've got all pre-programmed shit. So if you have drones capable of firing on individuals that can now form what looks like a ship that is firing on individuals, how the fuck are you going to know? Anyways, then it forms the earth and it's really pretty. It's all about oneness. But what I'm saying is <laughs> but what I'm saying anyway, is what I'm saying is is that is nuts. Okay? That is crazy. That is our time. That is That is. Absolutely. That now. is our time. That is the current public capability. Exactly. Of technology. Exactly. That's not even mentioning Japan's little No. It's it's crazy. So so what they can do, and I'm telling you right now, this if those of you that are watching, this image right here, it's a circle with these rectangular uh what looks like if you took stadium lights, stadium lights, 
and you took all the heads of them and formed a gigantic circle with about a hundred of stadium lights like that, all in their panels like that, and just put them, that's what it would look like. And so that's what I'm saying is you have that, but connected to a ship where now it's firing on people. And who cares if it's the actual lights that are firing on anybody? Who cares if there's something inside that is actually just like a big drone that would look like a drone to anybody else, but it's encompassed by something that looks like a, an alien ship. Well, well, even if they weren't actually firing, it'd be pretty simple to place explosives or landmines anywhere that were remote detonatable. Yep. And just do that as it, it like a choreographed dance. Yep. So as we have talked about, we have talked about... Um, I can't remember if we if it was with somebody else, but it's the whole. Um, oh, it was with uh, uh, Crumb. We talked about the whole Spider Man Homecoming oh, thing the, with yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah, um, Miss Mysterio. Yeah, because uh, that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. He Jake used Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he used devious bastard. High, uh, you know, holographic imagery to. Uh, to fake an attack, and then he would come in with his own, with his own, uh, whatever it was. It the, was the uh, same holographic technology. He would just alter the hologram. To yes, where it looked like he saved the day. Yes, exactly. And so that, and that was crazy. I mean, that's that's what's nuts about it is the fact that. Um, yeah. Anyways, but did they it, pretty much tell on themselves in movies? yeah i mean really well, if you think about it yeah it's uh a way of desensitizing people once yeah. you see it enough times when it actually happens it's not as jarring yeah exactly exactly well that's the crazy thing is you know when you look at something like that it makes you wonder how are they going to use because like you had said mike you know they're not going to simply use that for entertainment. No, I'd love to be in that idea pitch meeting. Yeah. Like, All right, I want to spend $42.8 trillion <laughs> on this beer commercial. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no way. If I'm spending $42.8 trillion, I'm building a spaceship. I'm, I don't know. I'm retiring. I'm going to own a country. Yeah. So now you take that, you take holographic imagery, and then you take the idea of utilizing these MK Ultra experiments that we know about, and now you fill in, you come in with alien abduction scenarios, and we've talked about that before as well. We've talked about um, different MK Ultra experiments that they could use to make it look like. Uh, that you are being abducted, but now you add in technology to that. I mean, look, I, I said it before. All you need is a tractor beam, some drone imagery for some lights to be able to paralyze somebody, but keep them awake and be able to numb noise or, or dull down noise. However it is, they've been able to show that they can extract an individual that's in a room with another individual without disturbing them. That's crazy. So now you add that in and you have alien abduction. But we're going to go with a little bit more specific into alien paralysis, which is a specific uh, trait of alien abduction. Uh, so and there's a, a actual kind of a cool story about um, 
a guy named William Wallace, which is kind of cool. But um, so let's get into it, shall we? Shall we, Mike? We shall. One of the strangest cases is that of William Wallace, who not only witnessed a strange hovering craft while driving home one evening, but would become completely paralyzed the moment he approached it. Although Wallace and his wife were the only witnesses to the strange events, their account appears credible, not least as the local police who knew Wallace at the time would state their belief that he was giving an honest account. Rather than being a one-off incident, though, cases of UFO-induced paralysis can be found in multiple accounts across the decades and around the world. But we'll get into his. So let's talk about um, William Wallace and his wife. In 1967, they were driving back to Liam Minster of Massachusetts, having uh, driven out to the country to witness the scenery in the woodlands following a recent snowstorm. Oh, how lovely. How lovely. You know, it, it's it's kind of like Jaws, how Jaws made people fear uh, wary to go out in the water, uh, in the ocean. Aliens and UFOs, now that the government has admitted they're real, now I would imagine with all the abductions and sightings on roadways, are people going to be worried to get out and take road trips? Well, and that's the thing. I know sightings are up. Just when you thought it was safe to drive again. Well, sightings <laughs> are up, but abductions are not. That's true. Well, at least reported abductions. Mm. Yeah, there's mm. also not a huge skyrocket and advancing numbers of missing people. Yeah. No more than the usual. So as they were passing a cemetery known as St. Leo's Cemetery, a thick fog appeared, forcing him to slow his car. As he did so, according to his report, he witnessed, quote, a large bright light to the left of the vehicle. He asked his wife if she had seen it, but she said she hadn't. Wanting to get another look, he turned the car around and approached the cemetery again. This time, both he and his wife saw the strange glow, and Wallace brought the car to a stop. Wallace could now clearly see that the light was coming from a bizarre floating object that was shaped like a flattened egg. It was at this point when the car died completely, the lights going out and the radio falling silent. This guy's never heard flying saucer before. He's apparently not straight to farmer, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Flying egg. Yep. Wallace exited the vehicle to get a closer look, pointing toward the object in order to direct his wife's focus to it. However, no sooner had he done then done that, than he realized that he was completely paralyzed and couldn't move. He recalled in his report that his quote mind was not affected at all. It was simply his body and was frozen. His only movement came from some invisible force that seemed to force his pointed arm back, sending it crashing onto the roof of the car. Wait, what? So he was like, oh, yeah, look, look!" and then, wow, he could hear his wife's panic cries behind him, but he was unable to call back or turn toward her. You know what that kind of sounds like? What? An old man sticking his arm out of the window at high speed, (laughs) just going, oh, Ah! because his arm isn't what it used to be. From her point of view, Joan would later later write in her report of the incident, her focus was on her husband as opposed to the glowing, hovering object. She would continue that she could hear a strange noise, but it was unlike anything she had heard before and not a noise she could explain. The paralysis lasted for around 30 to 40 seconds in total at the same time as Wallace began to sense slight movements in his body. The object was beginning to move away. He would recall that it, quote, moved quickly, but not instantly. 
As soon as the object moved away, the car engine ticked over, the lights came back on, and the radio came back to life. Wallace would recall how his, quote, reactions were slow and sluggish to begin with, taking him around 20 minutes to return to feeling normal again. That didn't stop him from jumping in the vehicle and making his way away from the area as quickly as possible. However, arriving back at around 1.30 a.m., Joan would call her mother almost immediately, according to the information on the Blue Book Project Blue Book files. Her mother asked her to drive to her house due to how upset she sounded. Her and William did just that. Local police were notified, and Blue Book investigators would soon arrive to take a report. Furthermore, the statement of Joan's mother recalled the exact same version of events as Joan and William had told investigators. In the days that followed, one statement's wants statements and details were examined more more thoroughly with NICAP conducting further interviews. More details would come to light. According to a National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, Report the reports of fog on the night in question appeared to have been localized to the cemetery area only, perhaps suggesting that its appearance was something to do with the apparent otherworldly vehicle as opposed to any atmospheric or other weather conditions. Oh, it was also revealed that it or just immediately prior to becoming paralyzed, William Wallace had sensed an electric shock feeling hit his body this is perhaps does an interesting detail what does he elaborate or well does... here's what it is. in many uh no it said uh had sensed an electric shock in many other paralysis accounts the witnesses also speak of a beam of light inducing such a condition however on this occasion it appears that whatever was responsible for wallace's sudden inability to move it was invisible to the human eye According to... According to William Wallace. To them. Okay. Not yep. to anybody else. Yep. Okay. Of further interest is the detail that Joan had reached out from the car, even pulling on her husband's jacket at one stage. Despite this contact with him while he was paralyzed, she didn't feel an electric shock, nor did she experience any paralysis herself. Ah, so it's sexist. It sounds like a pinched nerve. Yeah, right? Like, ah, oh, okay. Ow. Maybe. This I mean, perhaps this suggests old, right? that whatever has caused William's paralysis, it was seemingly detect, directed at and unique to him and not something that could pass to another person, as electricity might, for example. The report also states that Wallace was known to the local the police, word. although it doesn't say for what reason, it appears it was for some minor misdemeanor. Hmm. Through his personal knowledge of the witness, the police would tell investigators that it was their feeling that the Wallaces were being truthful in their report. In fact, it was suggested that because of this, William Wallace must have considered the incident important enough to put himself in front of the police voluntarily. I mean, tumors can show up by bursts of light and sound. The yeah. lady specifically said she didn't see shit. Well, a couple things are the fact that him and his wife are the only witnesses. Well, and she didn't even see it. <laughs> she was focused on the guy, yeah. not the ship, which <laughs> Oh, cosmic sneezes. Possible. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that she didn't see it, he did see it. I I'm I'm sensing stroke or some shit here. <laughs> like he was just He had like, a brain oh. infarction and then oh, he was you know, temporarily 
minor paralyzed. I don't know. It seems fair for an old guy that I'm sure just eats steak every night. I mean, look, man, it it, it might be that eats steak every night. What, you're telling me a farmer is not going to be eating them cattle he's got out there? Well, you know, they've actually found less evidence over time of red meat being the cause of that. Of of the uh, high cholesterol and, uh, or I mean, of uh, heart attack and all that. It's actually caused by a lot of other things, not the meat. So typically, yeah, people that eat meat, but they're also throwing a lot of cheese. They're throwing a lot of salt. They're throwing a lot of other things on it. So it's not actually the meat that, that a lot of people are finding. I'm going way off. But that's what they're finding is it's actually not the meat that's bad for people. It's all the other, because a lot of people that eat meat also eat a lot of, a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. You know, meat and potatoes. So they've shown a correlation that if it's just meat, just meat, less stroke. Well, okay. Yeah, but it's all the other shit. Anyways. Sounds like starch is the enemy. I went off. But uh, so I think there's a couple of things there being like we had said that the fact that um, they're the only witnesses, they only saw this, but there are actually a lot of other accounts Um. It's just so strange to me. Of of uh, of alien paralysis, Mike. I just There's actually a lot of them. I just don't understand, like, now, especially now. Now that the government has claimed they acknowledge these are real, right? Yeah. Okay. We acknowledge that, say, I don't know, just throwing something out like terrorists are real. But if I'm the only witness that saw a terrorist and I go and tell the government about it, they send the troops yeah, they start checking everything. They do not respond the same. If I'm like, there was a UFO here. <laughs> well, like, oh, I mean, okay, Billy. Well, we've talked a lot about the disinformation campaigns, the disinformation agents that are sent out to to purposely discredit these people or to make their claims sound more outrageous than they are, and therefore allowing for discrediting. I mean, I can lie about seeing a terrorist. They're still going to check it out. Yeah. No, that's true. So, but, I mean, you got to realize that, I mean, terrorism is a clear and present danger. Whereas, you know, it appears as though aside from a few crashes here and there and some startling events that involve some sightings and some people freaking way out. Way too many of them that involve military bases for me to assume the military has not been like, no, it's fine. They're, they're allowed to fly here. We yeah. have no problem with it. Really? Because if I drove my car too close, you'd have me arrested. That's, yeah. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, not, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of these things are probably from us. Yeah. You know, a lot of these a lot of these things are, are probably ours. It's just right there in the way that they are reacting to the same type of national threat. Who cares if a terrorist can launch a couple bombs as he has to go and place them around if a UFO is just like nuclear facility. Bink. Bink. Yeah, you know. Oh, what's that? People that I can paralyze for with lights, just hit you with a flashlight. You're paralyzed. Yeah, that's that's all it takes, and that's not an act of terrorism. These people are terrified. Communities would be scared to go outside after shit like this goes down. The government would react in the same national security protocol for everything. Yeah. I say, you know, somebody was carrying around a case of what looked to be biological weapons. They're going to check that out. I'm not qualified to know what a biological weapon looks like. <laughs> okay. Why are you taking my word for it? Yeah. But an 
astronaut or somebody officials like yeah no i saw some and they're like cool you don't work here anymore <laughs> okay that is not standard procedure for anybody you can't pick and choose like that and be a part of the defense initiative yeah it's national security is national security if you're gonna act one way for one but not the other you've already told me you are guilty like you're not interested at all that these things are just doing whatever the fuck they want. No, they're not real. We don't. You have satellites on every square inch of everything we touch. Yeah, no shit. You have seen everything that everybody with a cell phone camera has seen. So there's no way you can deny it for this long and still not be like now that they're acknowledged immediately every other time in history. If it wasn't our own government, we would have troops everywhere yeah everywhere shoot to kill you see one nuke it fucking whatever tanks point right up at him do whatever it's battle of la everywhere there's no way they're just gonna let them keep flying in restricted airspace yeah it's it it's just insane to me that they're like yeah no we don't know we know everything about everything you're doing including the shit you do in private at your home but well it's because they don't want to know no, that, I mean, that's do. really what it is. It's it's that they already know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that they already know, and they're not willing to be like, okay, well, we don't want to get caught with our pants down just yet. Still <laughs> need a few more tweaks. And then, ha look at what we've been working on. Exactly. In secret, everybody in America knows that you guys have been doing that. Everybody's been talking about UFOs for like 70 years. Or at least been suspect of it. I mean, if nothing else, if, if at the least have been suspect. I'm just, if I'm throwing you a surprise party and you accuse me eight times that week of throwing you a surprise party and then you get the surprise party and I'm like, dude, you had no idea. <laughs> doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work. doesn't work at all. And that's exactly it what they're doing. Work. It's true. It's the, the direct correlation. That's exactly what they do. Uh, yeah. Well, I know you saw what you saw, but uh, because you saw it here, you can't say anything. Yep. It's amazing that we live in a time that you can go and shop for cannabis like you do shoes. All kinds of different types and sizes for all types of different individuals. Well, if you're like me and you like a nice, balanced experience with no pesticides, clean, soil-grown craft cannabis, then you want to ask for Hell's Canning Cannabis Company in your local Washington retailer. The reason why is because they use true, live, organic soil recipes, custom-made per strain, per plant, like Mother Nature intended. You can't get any better. So if you want craft cannabis with a balanced experience, ranging from strains like Jesus OG or Acapulco Gold or their own Hell's Cookies, then you want Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Ask for them in your local Washington retailer. And if they don't have it, tell them to talk to me and I'll make sure they get it. Back to the show. But we don't know what it was, so what are you talking about? Well, to go into another account of... The paralysis, uh, alien paralysis, is the uh, laser beam paralysis. Mm. Okay? The laser beam. Lasers. On 
September of 1981, 23-year-old Denise Bishop had just got out of a taxi and was walking to the door of her home, and she shared that she shared with her mother and sister. However, as she walked up to the path to the back door of the house, she noticed a strange bright light coming from behind the property. When she turned her focus to the source of the light, she could make out a metallic object hovering a short distance from the ground. She would later describe the object as being in the shape of a sha- of a crab. At this point, more than unnerved by what she was seeing, she brought her hand upward and prepared to insert the keys into the door. However, before she could do so, a green laser beam shot out of the hovering craft and hit her hand. As soon as it did so, she became completely paralyzed. Although she completely, although completely aware, she was unable to move any part of her body and was essentially frozen to the spot. This would last, she guessed, for approximately 30 seconds. Then... The light disappeared. Now, my only problem with the whole time thing of people saying, oh, it was only 30 30 seconds or whatever. When you're in a moment of panic, it has been shown that your brain slows things down. And so your sense of time is thrown off because your brain is literally slowing down the information that you take in to allow you to to better process it. So it's been shown that time slows down. So... It might have seemed like 30 seconds. It was probably more like 10. Mm. Maybe, if that. But I mean, if they're trying to be crafty, if I'm like, okay, got my keys go. You're going to you're going to take 30 seconds to pull me away from the door all slow like. No, yeah. you're going to be like, "Wow." Exactly. Fly from 900 miles. And if they can freeze like you that. with a beam, they can also take you very quickly elsewhere. Right. I guarantee. Then the light disappeared, and she instantly was able to move. It's like all of the old-timey alien stuff. Super advanced craft, travels the cosmos, lands here, slow ramp. Yep, exactly. Like, exactly. That your hatch is like... It's all those little things that, like, they don't think about. And so it makes you realize, like, I don't think this story is legit, but I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows for real, but... But then it's like little things like that. Like you said, like, why would it take so long for them to be able to move you from the door? Well, for starters, light doesn't work that way. The paralyzation. I mean, if there's no radiation, because they've attempted to do that with like microwaves Mm -hmm. to where there is an actual pressure that is applied. But to the best of my knowledge, there is not a pressure applied to light. Exactly. We've also discussed, obviously, mass is bogged down by gravity. Yeah. In space, there's points where light is changed by gravity. Who's to say time isn't changed by gravity? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if you're in an advanced electromagnetic field, maybe time moves slower. Yeah. Because of, I don't know, whatever denser fields we don't understand enough about it, which is why we still age. Yeah. Well, it goes on. Uh, Let's see. Bizarrely, though, rather than just stand there contemplating what had just happened, she continued immediately with what she was doing, unlocking the back door, describing the moment as being like, quote, a film that had been stopped and then continued when the play button was pressed. Upon entering the house, she told her family of the bizarre occurrence. By the time her boyfriend arrived home from his DJ shift on a local radio station, she decided they decided to report the incident to the police. Incidentally, a burn mark appeared on her hand where the laser beam had hit her. 
Analysis of the wound, which was considerably painful, would suggest it was the result of an intense laser burn. It would eventually begin to heal several days after the incident. I wish you would specify what type of laser burn. Yeah. There's a bunch of different kinds of lasers because then you'd at least have some sort of a hint as to how stuff was being manipulated. If it was just light, light's not going to cause a laser burn. Yeah. Like that. So you'd think some sort of radiation type thing, you know, there's gamma lasers. There's all sorts of shit like that. Who knows what you got hit with? Well, and yeah, I mean, it's, there's also you stopped her to then just let her right back in. Yeah. You were just like, wait, (laughs) wait. Okay. Now. Yeah. That's hardly UFO. It seems like you froze in place for a minute. Well, and I mean, here's the other thing is I, is there, you know, once again, we have no, we have hearsay. This is the hard part. When you, when you try and like, like any fact based investigation. Okay. You have to look at the, the facts of it and assimilate the evidence well when you have an individual that says a laser beam hit my hand i stopped for 30 seconds but then when it was over i continued on with my day and i simply told people what happened well you should collect some evidence well that I mean, and you didn't even say a laser beam hit you you said a light hit a you. light hit you yeah like a full and that's light. i mean that's you know let's go back in time <laughs> And talk about all the times that people claim that to be hit with a beam of light and saw something. I mean, Saul from the Bible is a great example. Right. Saul, if you're not familiar from the Bible, the story is that Saul was a persecutor of Jews, or I'm sorry, Christians, and that he would go and that he was on the road to Damascus, I believe is what it was, and was blinded by a bright light told by God to change his ways and then came out the other side and had transitioned into Paul. So Saul was slightly feminine and then Paul was a manly man. He transitioned, see? It's real strange that the loss of your eyesight sent you back in the alphabet a few letters. See, Mike knows how that works. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Set you back a few letters. I was originally Pike. Yeah. oh shit so once again going back to things that we've read with mk ultra things that we've looked at mk ultra experiments where they have seen they have shown that through aerosol spray through things it completely indirect contact they don't even need to touch you directly and this is as of the 70s yes the 70s people we We're talking about use 50 years ago, anymore. they could do this. What do you think they've done now? If you think they can't take a laser pointer and make you ejaculate, you're wrong. It's the same old cat dressed up in a different sweater. I do believe I've just arrived. <laughs> it's Anyway, shaking that mental image. Yeah. So I to me, it's not it, it's really not that far out there. Are we doing what they want us to do by saying, oh, it had to have been the aliens. 
It had to have been an alien abduction. It had to have been alien paralysis. It couldn't have been been like the government other than them tinfoil hats and they make a great case for themselves. But to me, it's the same argument. You have just likely of a chance of providing proof that it was the government as you do aliens. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. you're never going to find evidence that government's not going to let you. And it's far more feasible to be something that we know for a fact exists. Exactly. The government. Shady shit. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, the fact that there's documentation that we did try all this stuff, what, on paper you scrapped it? Because at first it wasn't on paper that it was happening. Yeah. And then you put it in there after you got caught. And, and mind you, like, all well, the people that, that were coming out at the time, not to mention all the years after, and and also, uh, it was not brought, it was not a firm, uh, actually officially announced until the 80s late 80s that it actually came to light that they were doing all this so since the 50s they were doing it the 70s is when they it it really took its it brought to its height when they were trying to attack the hippie movement and all that shit and then they were doing all these psyops on people and now you know so now we've gotten to the point where it's alien abductions now look if you have been abducted by aliens. I would love to talk to you and see what you think about, because maybe you haven't looked at the MK Ultra evidence and seen how amazingly comparative it is. When what? you look at a side-by-side of the claims of what alien abductions happen, of what, what, what occurs, the paralysis, the time loss, all those things, and then look at alien or, uh, or MK Ultra experiments and see how they can do all of those things. And I'm telling you, the only thing missing from those equations, and it's because it's not of the mind, is a tr- is a tractor beam. And I will give the grace of that that is kind of a, a crazy story. Like if you were to be like, oh, well, the government's capable of this, that, this, this, and this, and that, it is a lot. Yeah. But as far as to put coincidence aside look back as to not just what they were capable of and what they were doing at that time, but go back and see how people were describing their abductions based on what we were doing at the individual time. Yeah. They change as time goes on, as we advance. Abductions are not what they were in the 60s and 70s that they are now. Yeah. It is a blackout team. They show up. Nobody fucking knows. Nobody. It's it's not just now that they're like, oh, sneak in and grab the guy. Hope you don't get caught. They'll <laughs> snag every neighbor you fucking have. Yeah. If they really want you bad enough, they do it with a lot of stuff, but they're not going to have little aerosol canisters and shit like that anymore. That was a thing of that part of our industrial age. We're well past that. Well past so they're going to use, you know, I mean, oil diffusers that they have now. Like that we, that's a luxury item. You just burn these stupid little things of oil and it makes your house smell differently. Yeah. It's an invisible aerosol pretty much. Yep. It's not like, there's none of that that needs to be gone at a time. They could do it just like a CO2 leak. Yep. They control concentration levels. They've done their heavy end testing that no one else is allowed to do. Like, if we were to do that stuff, they'd be like, no, we won't sell you that much of those chemicals. You might be cooking meth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, yep. 
Well, on that note, folks, that's where we're going to end this bad boy. Thank you all for uh, tuning into another wonderful episode. Thanks for hitting that play button. Remember, uh, if you're on YouTube, leave some comments. Let us know what you think. Argue with us. Uh, say, you guys are dicks. You know, whatever you want. We'll get back to you. Uh, text me, 208-790-8226. I'd love to hear from you, and we will make sure I'll get you something back there, too. And then, uh, of course, remember, use that promo code, ClarksonCBDCo.com. Save yourself some money, U-F-O-N-O. Save 10% on your entire purchase. That's pretty good, man. 100 bucks. that's $10 off. So it's not too shabby. And then once again, Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. Go ask for them in your local Washington retailer. I'm telling you, you will not regret it, folks. You will not regret it. If you want that, if you miss that nice balanced experience from your cannabis, that's where you're going to find it back. It's it's uh, over there at uh, Hell's Canyon Cannabis Company. So anyways, as for them, once again, thank you, Leonard, for always listening. Thank you, Damon. Go check out his show, Seeker to Seeker, and, of course, Coast to Coast Entertainment Network. But that's it for us. Mike, you got anything? I think I blurted huh? it out as we went. Huh? I blurted it out as we went. He ble- that's, that's true. That's what I do. That's true. Thanks for being on the show again, Mike. Missed you. Cosmic Everybody, headaches and what have cosmic you. headaches and cosmic <laughs> flu. You got to stay out of that shit. That uh, whatever the cosmic, what is that that gets to you? Is it cosmic food poisoning? <sighs> what would it be? Would it be the? Is yeah. it the cosmic sex that's getting to you? You got a little STD, huh? Keep in mind, you had a cosmic sneeze since I got here. That's true. So that's true. It, oh, maybe it's, it's me. <gasps> <gasps> maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Bye, bye, everybody. Peace out.